Welcome to the Stone Conversation Podcast, covering everything to do with buying, selling and investing in real estate. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just wanting to start out, Stone Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey. Well, good day, everyone. We are here with Stone Conversations, and today we are with Ben Bracich, General Manager of Stone Money. Today, we're discussing some of the recent changes that banks are implementing and asking Ben for his guidance around that for all you people out there looking to buy a home, adjust your mortgage, and so on. So welcome, Ben, to the show. G'day, Pete. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, Good. Ben, ben, can you take us through some of the recent changes that are happening out there in the banking world in relation to COVID-19 and may inform some of our listeners? Yeah, look, absolutely, Pete. I mean, it's... Uh a daily changing landscape, as you imagine, at the moment. Um, but um, there's been some major changes with, with lenders, uh, particularly around how they're viewing uh, not just current applications in the system, but just general lending moving forward. So um, we'll have to share a few of those things. Um, if we look at uh, the assessment of applications, because that's one that's been coming up quite a lot, um, particularly where clients have either um, already purchased or about to settle um, and some of the things the lenders are now looking at, which is changing uh, the, the policy or the, or the current product uh, structure, um, is is great importance. So lenders are shading uh, a lot of the non-base income. So typically beforehand, we would see like bonus commissions over time and allowances um, at 80%. So they typically accept 80% of a bonus over two years. And they're kind of now shading that down about 50 to 60%. Um, so they're concerned obviously around those, uh, those particular roles where a bonus is important for servicing or where a bonus is paid annually. So shading's gone from 80% down to 50 to 60%. Um, another one is around, uh, you know, industry specification. So if you're obviously an industry where we've been affected by COVID-19, um, where it's deemed kind of non-essential now, um, albeit um, a range of industries, um, each lender will look case by case um, around that particular deal. Um, but obviously where industry has been heavily impacted through hospitality, entertainment, uh, food retail, you know, FMCG, all those sectors, um, obviously they're looking at those particular deals case by case and understanding um, what the actual income position is. Um, another one would be around self-employed. Um, so... If you've been pre-approved based on your FY18, FY19 tax returns, the lender's going to most likely now be asking for a management account FY20 just to actually get an up-to-date position of what an income looks like. So typically in a self-employed, it would require two years. Um, we still can use FY18, FY19. Um, but in current environment, they'll be asking to, to have support around your year-to-date management accounts and probably most likely ask for the BAS as well. Um, just to ensure that some um, revenues are in the same line as uh, FY18, FY19. Around casual income, uh, a lot of casual income now is is not being accepted, um, especially in impacted industries. Um, but look, if you're in the essential industries around uh, policing, nursing, health, um, they still will accept 100% over time. I actually had a deal this morning uh, for a client actually in correctional services. So once again, essential, essential uh, work requirements. Um, we'll still look at the overtime there at 100%. Another one where uh, we are seeing a real swing away from the lenders is around deals where we're in uh, lenders' mortgage insurance territory. So typically, uh, 
lenders mortgage insurance uh, is applicable above 80% lend. Um, so that's where it either goes off to Q, QBE or Genworth to be assessed uh, by the insurer. Now, once again, if you're in an industry where you've been impacted by tourism, gyms, retail, travel, hospitality, you know, entertainment and manufacturing, um, they're really going to want to be able to see an LVR that's under 80%. So in other words, what they're saying is uh, less risk uh, for those for those particular industries. Um, and another one, big one, which look, it's always been around. Um, a lot of it's always been based on um, a bit of know your client, KYC, um, and, and just you know, your, your typical due diligence. But lenders are now doing employment checks themselves. Typically, a broker would do this on behalf of the bank. Um, but the bank's now often doing a lot of uh, employment checks prior to uh, going to a formal approval. Now, it's, it's more so to ensure uh, the client is still actually employed. Um, so it's just a bit of those kind of third line forcing, uh, I guess, uh, uh, positions they want to take uh, before they issue a formal approval. Um, so that's another one to consider. So what that actually is doing with, with all of this, you can imagine the delays um, for getting home loans through Pete has been extracted from you know, your typical three to five days now with some lenders being pushed out to kind of 28 to 30 days just to pick up a file. Well, certainly a few things have changed in a short few weeks. I mean, obviously there's still a lot of activity still happening in the market and I've noticed even though we had a week and a half, I guess, changing from open house inspections to private viewings, speaking to a lot of our network, the private appointments have really stepped up and there is still a reasonable amount of buyers out there and sellers coming to the market. That said, I think a lot of people also don't understand fully what brokers do. Most people would these days. But Ben, what are the advantages? Why would someone not just go to a bank? And why would someone talk to someone like yourself? Yeah, well, listen, I mean, look, with, with a bank, um, you've, you've really got one one lender policy. So that, that bank will have a, a, a preset policy around the lending guidelines. And, you know, give or take, um, that policy is pretty well set in place. So... Look, no, no two clients are the same. You know, every client has a slightly different scenario. They have a slightly different position. You know, they're one self-employed or one's care YG or, you know, there's, there's so many different, uh, so many different, um, makeups of clients that the, the advantage going to a broker is to really understand and assess the full financial situation and then make with their best interest in place, uh, you know, make a, make a call around which lender is best suited not just from servicing, but from structuring and policy um, and guidelines, um, who will do and allow certain types of income. So the advantage there is that one lender, one policy. Um, with a broker, we've got you know up to 35 different lenders on our panel, and they range from the major banks. So for your, for, you know, obviously from your majors through to your mortgage managers, um, and then through to even private lending. So we're quite diverse in where we can tap into and assist clients based on different requirements. And I think um, one thing I've noticed, even in my own personal dealing with you, Ben, it certainly makes it a lot easier. Um, yeah. Not having to fill everything out directly with the bank, we can fill out the forms required, but you, as a broker, you guide us through that, especially if we're not used to taking out loans all the time. And I think that is a big advantage, especially for self-employed. Um, there's a lot of work to bring together all your companies or businesses to show the bank. Oh, look, 100%. I think in a self-employed scenario, and given really any client really, but in a self-employed or SME or where you're running a number of different companies or trusts, um, you know, particularly the background of myself and the team, um, that we have a lot of ex-bankers ourselves. So 
we, uh, we have a lot of knowledge and expertise around how to refinance or how to extract the right income, how to present that income to the bank. Um, and that's, that's really a lot of the key, um, is, is how you present a transaction to the bank, make it very easy for that credit officer to pick it up, um, have a lot of, you know, compliance and, and due diligence around the borrower, um, understanding, um, the extra strategies, understanding the longer term of that client, what they're trying to achieve, um, and basically putting that into a paper, which the credit officer can pick up. Um, and then make a very informed uh, decision. So just to wrap a few things up, Ben, what's, what are some of the great current rates out there at the moment? What's being offered? Um, because there may yeah, be some well, people listening that, that are still being <laughs> in the same mortgage for 10 years, so hard to believe. There's some very, very sharp rates out at the moment. Um, look, ranging from on occupied rates, we're seeing as low as you know, 2.09 uh, fixed for one, two years. Um, the average out there at the moment is around 2.29, 2.39 unoccupied fixed. So very, very sharp fixed rates. Um, obviously with the last ABA, after RBA, I should say, um, rate decision, a lot of the banks didn't move on their variable rates and put forward a lot of very attractive fixed rates. So, um, that's, there is certainly a push to, 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 to look at fixed rates at the moment. Um, Look, in saying that with fixed rates, obviously you've got your limitations around um, not being able to have offset, uh, not being able to make lump sum repayments. So um, there always is that catch with fixed rates, but I do think where we are now, we are starting to see clearly where the, the you know, quotes the bottom, where we're going to see a cycle of rates and, and you know, anything in that kind of mid-twos is, is very attractive. Yeah, the rates, well, a lot of us have never seen this low. And Ben, I think that's great information for today. And... Appreciate your time once again. Um, how do people again reach out to you if anyone wants to ask you questions of what's happening or what loans are available? Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, best contact number is 0466 or on email, which is benraysich at stonemoney.com.au. And I think to remind everyone that uh, rates are changing all the time, offers from banks changing all the time, and you certainly want to be assessing your borrowings on a yearly basis if not six monthly sometimes but because um, things do change but again thanks ben thanks for your time on the phone today pleasure Pete. not a problem at all thanks all for listening again um, i hope you have a great week and i uh, look forward to bringing you some more information from various speakers over the next couple of months have a great weekend Thanks for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Conversation podcast. Make sure you visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information on buying, selling and investing in real estate. Bye for now.